Hey, this is Red Band, and you're listening to the Death Squad Podcast Network. This episode of Kill Tony and every episode of Kill Tony can be found at DeathSquad.tv. There you have video portions to all the shows, and you can click on tour dates and come see us live. Not only do we do Kill Tony, but we have also a lot of comedy shows, including the weekly secret show at Vulcan Gas Company every Thursday. You can also go to ShopSquad.tv for Death Squad merchandise. You can go to RyanJEbelt.com. He's the house artist. He draws every episode. He sells prints. He sells posters. And Tony is on tour right now. So go to TonyHinchcliffe.com for everything Golden Pony. And now here's a brand new episode of Kill Tony. Man, y'all sounded beautiful. Thank y'all for singing with us. Make some noise for yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gas Company here in Austin, Texas, for a brand new episode of Kill Tony. Give it up for Tony Edgecliff! Are you guys ready for the best goddamn show of your lives tonight or what? Yippee! Make some noise for Red Band, everybody. We've been doing this for almost 10 years together. Very, very exciting. You're at Kill Tony, the number one live podcast in the world, brought to you by the Red Rose, the Yellow Rose, Gel Blaster, Deep Eddy Vodka, and the Austin Security Guard Service. The best security guards in Austin is the Austin Security Guard Service. How about a hand for the band, everybody? That's the Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey Kill Tony Band. That's the great Michael Gonzalez on the drums right there. That's the great John Dees on the keys. Matt Muling on the electric guitar, Paul Deemer on the horns, and on the bass, the one and only D Madness, ladies and gentlemen. He's here. Everything is cruising for a bruising. Before we start tonight's show, here's a little bit more from the amazing sponsors that made tonight's episode available for you here right now. Hey, y'all. We're all into different things. You know, I remember when I was little, I tried to stand out by making a lot of jokes, making fun of people. Uh, It's uh, how it all started with me. We're all different, and it's tough to stand out, especially if you're a business owner and you want to attract the most talented people to hire on your team. But ZipRecruiter makes it easy. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash KillTony. How does ZipRecruiter help you stand out to the right candidates? Well, ZipRecruiter's technology sends you great candidates for your job, and you can send a personal invite to your top choices. It also makes it easy for candidates to apply to your job. Instead of filling out a lengthy application or some corny resume, they can apply with just one click. To help your job catch the eye of great candidates, ZipRecruiter also offers attention-grabbing labels like remote, training provided, urgent, and more. Right, Ben? Get your job noticed 
noticed by the best and brightest candidates with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash KillTony. That's right. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash K-I-L-L-T-O-N-Y because ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Attention smokers and dab enthusiasts. Are you tired of the same old boring smoking experience? Look no further than MJ Arsenal, the creators of the revolutionary blunt bubbler and the original mini dab rig lineup. With many years of experience in the industry, MJ Arsenal is dedicated to providing the best consumption experience possible. Their unique creations like the blunt bubbler combine the smoothness of a water pipe with the convenience and flavor of your favorite joint or blunt, giving you a whole new level of smoking pleasure we have these they sent them to us we absolutely love them red band that's it. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, that's not all. The mini dab rig lineup offers a variety of styles to suit your personal preference, all while delivering unparalleled flavor and potency in every hit. Their patented designs go through rigorous testing before hitting the shelves to ensure the highest quality of function in every piece. But you may be asking yourself, why so small? With MJ Arsenal, less Air equals more flavor. So what are you waiting for? Save 15% off your order with code KILLTONY and elevate your smoking experience with MJ Arsenal's game-changing designs. Visit their website today at mjarsenal.com to browse their full lineup and find the perfect piece for you. Again, save 15% off on mjarsenal.com with discount code KILLTONY. Are you guys ready to start tonight's show? You know, we started doing Kill Tony here at Vulcan a couple years ago. This is officially our last uh, scheduled taping here at this venue. You guys are here for that episode. How cool. And we've had uh, many great guests, many well-booked shows. Every single week, I try to be very, very strategic and use my connections wisely and my friendships wisely to book this show as good as I possibly can in a sustainable manner. This week may be my finest work that I've ever booked in my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, at the same time, I present to you Tim Dillon and Roseanne Barr. Yes, let's go. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. This is what you pay the big bucks for, people. We are number one. Right there. Roseanne Barr! Tim motherfucking Dylan! On a Monday night, in the new comedy capital of the world Austin, Texas. They said it couldn't be done. Roseanne Barr back for the second time in two weeks. Does it get... I have to say this fucking podcast is making me famous. (laughs) Boom! Yep. This is what we do. This is what we do. We're pushing it all the way. Tim Dillon literally, I believe, is one of the record holders for most appearances in the show's history as a guest. 
I fell in love with this man from the first time I met him. We were on a cruise ship together. It's good to be here with my mother. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. We are going to have so much fun. You guys have both done this show. You know how it works. For those of you that may be visiting with your podcast-loving boyfriend from a faraway land, let me tell you, a bunch of people signed up for the chance to do 60 seconds on this stage. You know their time is up when you hear the sound of a kitten. That means they have to wrap it up then or else they bring out the angry West Hollywood bear, which is just loud and cuts them off. And then I interview them and we find out more about them. The entire thing is improvised. My guests chip in. Maybe they give some good advice. Maybe we make fun of the person. Maybe anything can happen. Are you guys ready to start this fucking show or what? Well, we do have... We do have a few regulars on the show. This is the people that have the uh, very, very tough job of writing and performing a brand new minute every single week. It is not easy. We've had greats do it over the years. Ali Makovsky, uh, Sarah Weinshank, Kim Congdon, a lot of comedians we've built here. Perhaps no one is no as one more has a fucking lighter. wildly oh. successful <laughs> as the man that I'm about to bring to this stage right now. We met him when he was living in a van a year and a half ago. Every single week, he starts the show with a brand new minute of stand-up comedy. Sing it if you know the words. This is Hans Kim. What's up? In honor of Rihanna doing the halftime show Pregnant, I will be performing with five days worth of semen saved up in my body. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You know, my friend was bragging about working at a PR firm. He's like, I work at a PR firm. I was like, no one cares that you work at Puerto Rico. (laughs) Let me know when you get a job at a USA firm. (laughs) Yeah, doing pretty good. Um... I think <laughs> I saw a group of blind people walking around. I was like, how do they meet? <laughs> Just bump into each other once and remember the footsteps. <laughs> My friend was like, dude, stop staring at them. It's like, why? <laughs> they can't tell. <laughs> Thank you. Did you say blind people? Yeah. How dare you with deep madness six feet behind you make fun of... I love the blind, uh, but... (laughs) I did see a group of Middle Eastern blind people walking around. I was like, whoa, I need to write a joke. Were they... Were they really... uh, How do you know they were Middle Eastern? Uh, You could tell. Uh... (laughs) They're kind of hairy and like the Middle Eastern spots of their face. Middle Eastern spots on their face? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What uh, are those? Uh, just like a heavy beard, uh, you know, just like some weird thing going on with their head, scarves. Was, oh, scarves. Yeah, it was, it was really concerning from a like security standpoint. <laughs> 
If only those... And they were blind? Yeah. Why, yeah. they got a couple of strikes against them. <laughs> <laughs> if only those were the pilots that tried to fly into the World Trade Center, it would have ended up... Two Boeing 747s end up in the Atlantic Ocean today in a stunning turn of events. <laughs> Every flight would have been United 93 on that day. <laughs> Blind Middle Eastern people. What else has been going on in your life, Hans? What have you been up to? I recently went to Rochester, and instead of taking a feature, I just took a beautiful Jew, and we had sex 17 times. Okay. You might need to make it more clear for people that the beautiful Jew that you're talking about is your girlfriend. Yes. I want to make her my girlfriend. So instead of taking an opening act, you decided to take your girlfriend. Yes. How were the opening acts? Was it worth it? (laughs) they were great thank you for showing up oh you're pandering to two people you'll never see again in Rochester now I have to jump in on the Jew part I love hearing that what's it like to have a Jewish girlfriend she's so amazing like how she's like (laughs) she's like she's really good at mental math she's really good at figuring out how much the tip should be Usually zero. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Tim Dillon, you've watched Hans's rise. Uh, yes. And what do you think about tonight's appearance? How, what been? I loved about it was one Asian guy in the crowd did a Black Power salute <laughs> to Hans. I don't know what that means. I think it means stop Asian hate is over, and everyone's good now. So. That's something I enjoyed watching. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Hans, you get the show started every week. I love it. We're going to keep it moving quickly this week. Get some names out of the bucket. Thank you so much for showing everybody uh, what the format of the show is like. And like that, things get wild. When I reach into this bucket, that means we're going to meet somebody for the very first time. Sometimes it's the return of somebody. You never know what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, your first comedian tonight out of the bucket goes by the name of Jordan McDonald, everyone. Here we go. Anything can happen. It might be a genius. It might be the future. It might be an insane person. A minute uninterrupted, and then we interview them. This is Jordan McDonald. Austin, Texas, make some noise. How are we feeling tonight? Hell yeah. Any couples in the house? Couples, make some noise. Y'all familiar with the love languages? Yeah. Hell yeah, white women already knew. Shit. If you're not familiar with the love languages, there's five love languages, and we operate from two of these five love languages. I was hanging out with my lady. She was telling me she took a test and learned her top two love languages. Supposedly, her top two love languages are physical touch and quality time. She was like, babe, you want to take a test? Learn your love languages? And I was like, nah, not really. But I'm not trying to argue, so sure. She was like, what you mean, sure? And I was like, yeah, damn, come on. Uh, true story, took a test, learned my top two love languages, and supposedly, my top two love languages is big booty bitches and weed. <laughs> I was like, damn, dog, this test is accurate, the fuck? And I actually did take my test. Supposedly, my real love languages are quality time and acts of service. Me and this chick, we actually broke up because she used to beat my ass. Um... <laughs> I'm not quite sure those were the acts of services this test was talking about. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. All right. Jordan McDonald, welcome to the show. 
You've been on before? Yeah, like a year and some change ago. It's been a minute. Absolutely. You look exactly the same. I love it. Cool. <laughs> Welcome back. You're like a black carrot top or something like that. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I'll take black carrot top money. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Absolutely. That. Carrot top is in Vegas. He is rich. What do you do for work, Jordan? Um, so I uh, valet park at the Women's Center up in North Austin, and then I've been doing comedy a lot, like a lot, a lot. Wait a minute, hold on. There's there's valet parking at yeah, I, I valet park for a whole bunch of pregnant women. Women's sector? Yeah. yeah, I valet park mad pregnant women all day. Just rich women getting abortions? Nah, they What's going uh, on here? I think we have to ask Roseanne about yeah. that. She would know if rich women are getting abortions out here. Uh so what's that like? What are you dealing with out there? That's it's mostly a- just pregnant women parking their cars. I saw somebody's water break in the driveway one time, and, bro, that shit was crazy. I had oh. never seen nothing like that in my life, for real. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did you have to put out a wet floor sign or something like nah. that? No. I just got a wheelchair. I just, yo, here you go. You need that. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, fantastic. How long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Uh, about three and a half years now. Three okay. Half, coming up on four in May. All right. And what's the coolest thing you've had happen to you or learned or anything like uh, that? In December, I went on a six-city tour in California with some of my comedy homies that I met out here. That shit was mad cool. Um, I just did a comedy festival in Portland about two weeks ago, the Northwestern Black Comedy Festival. Has anyone ever told you that you look like if someone smushed all the black-eyed peas together? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well... Now, now someone is that has... true that your girlfriend was beating your ass? Yeah, that that's true. She was beating me up. I want to hear more about that. I will. Because a lot of men are getting their ass beat up by their women, and nobody ever talks about it. I think you should talk about that. It'll hit a nerve because I mean, probably is... every guy's getting their ass beat yeah. at home. I completely agree with Roseanne on this. Can yeah. you give us an example of like a time that she really made you feel All like right, a so fucking the la- bitch? All right, so, the <laughs> <laughs> so the last time was the Monday before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's always around fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> around Thanksgiving. That turkey is stuffed and battered. Right. You know what Yo, I'm saying? And. Th- this shit is crazy. All right, so she's picking me up from work, right? And she uh, pulls in, and she goes, is that a white girl sitting on your lap? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she said, from the angle she pulled in, it looked like this girl was sitting on my lap. I was like, you're tripping. <laughs> you're like, Why baby, I'm, I'm just trying work? to valet her car. Says, I'm not on, doing yeah, anything. I'm just trying to make a living right now. And so I was like, yo, that's weak, whatever. I'm mad about that. I'm not really going to talk to you like that. And we, we were living together at the time. I'm in the kitchen doing dishes, you know, trying to cool out. Wow, she's already got you doing the dishes, dude. <laughs> this really is an abusive relationship. Yeah, it is. You better be scrubbing them good, too. Is she black or white? Uh, she's mixed. She's, yep. she's and both, I, I had you know. the accent about right then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's you both mean- of them. Uh, and was she bigger than you? No, nah, oh. no. Nah, but now, nah. you know, I'm not about to hit a woman. That, that shit's right. crazy. That's so not she, looking... you, she, so the bottom line is, she's crazy as fuck. Yeah, but I attract that type of woman. But that's really that's like real equality. Like picking your dude up from his job at the women's center and then beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's. No, that's that's equality. real fucking no. equality. No, it isn't. That's bad. We don't want nobody getting their ass beat. <laughs> so you're Fuck doing you're, you. You're doing the dishes. We don't want nobody getting their ass beat. How come you never just hauled back and punched the bitch out? 
is what I want to know. That's true. That's true. I think because my son, I don't. He, you know, I got two sons. Okay. Okay, maybe some bitch was hitting on my boy, okay? Maybe that happened. Maybe I found out about it. Maybe I destroyed that fucking bitch's life. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Roseanne, I may may hit you up. Be like, hey, Roseanne, she tripping again. I need you to come and help me out, yo. You know, I I have a theory. But I want to hear about it because it's sad. Okay, so. Sadly funny. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm doing the dishes, whatever. Uh, She starts arguing. She's like, why are you still mad? Uh, I was like, because you accused me of cheating. I'm chilling at work. I'm not about to have this white girl sitting in my lap at work. You know, I'm the only black dude that works there. They'll probably fire me real quick. I'm not trying. (laughs) Real talk. You know, I got to be conscious of shit like this, dog. I got to be conscious of shit like this. And first, she took an empty, empty Hennessy bottle and threw it on the ground. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. That is not a half-black thing to do yeah. at all. <laughs> Are you sure she's mixed? Yo. This sounds like a completely yeah. black thing to do. Wait, you An gotta empty, give him all these lines. <laughs> a Hennessy bottle filled with coconut water, maybe. Yeah, I, I no, mean, that would make no. sense, but just a straight-up Hennessy bottle. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if you're going to do that, I'm going to just go take a shower, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Shower. You're like, I'm going to shower, baby. I'm yeah. going to use the same shampoo and conditioner as you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to fucking scrub up exactly. a little bit. And so, now she's a black girl. She got braids and shit. She don't get her hair wet in the shower. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. Fighters have cornrows, usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm trying to take a shower, and she's still trying to argue. So, she comes and sits in in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, this is what I know. No. All right. Shit's about to get real. Now you're okay. trapped, and she knows you can't swim, so it's a disadvantage. Exactly, exactly. You know, I can't swim. I can't get my hair wet. It gets heavy and shit. You know, you're in the tub with a hairnet on, just almost yeah. drowning, like Whitney you know Houston vibes, with a mustache. All right. And so I'm like, all right, yo, yo, you need to leave the bathroom and get out. She's like, no, we're gonna talk this out. I'm like, yo, just let me shower. You're tripping right now. Get the fuck out the bathroom. Um, and she's like, no, nah, and then she starts pushing me, and I'm like, oh. wait, 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 you're in the shower still? No, no, I, I'm like starting the shower, you know, getting the shower ready and shit. Oh, she it's warming me. up. Yeah, it's warming up. I'm so building up to the shower. I didn't get right. into the shower yet. You, you got, get in the shower. yeah, she pushes me before I get into the shower, and I'm like, man, fuck, like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and here, we, here go. we go, a battle of the titans. And Balls from, versus vagina. It went from the bathroom to the bedroom to the closet. Oh, back to the bedroom. Wow. Back to the bathroom. I take a shower. I take a shower. Hold I'm on. Like spitting up blood what, Roseanne? You're j- she's just hitting you and you're just moving back? Well, she's like hitting me and I'm like, all right, yo, you need, you need to chill out. And then she'll chill out for like two seconds then jump back on me. Oh, shit. Yeah. She was pulling my hair. She was swinging on me. Oh, all type no. of shit. Yeah, real talk. Like, real talk. You didn't even hit her once no, by no, accident. No, real, no, real talk. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but, but I had the moment. I had the moment where I was like, oh, I want to knock her the fuck out right now. I had that thought. And then I was like, all right, I need to chill with this because right. it's not good. Because once I have that thought, it's like, oh. I can You're get like, I need more soy. I guess Roseanne. I guess Queen. I guess. <laughs> what was what the- stopped you though? I mean, that's a master. That's a master Shit. of self control. Imagine the police coming to my crib and exactly. taking me away. Real I talk. You. you know I the vibes. You. Yeah, he got beat that's, up too. That's time. why you have to kill her. No, no, no. You can't. No, man. You have to kill her. You can't no. leave witnesses. Now my life's been like pretty cool the past year, so I'm trying to like not fuck that up. You know, I'm trying to keep yeah. the cool shit going. You know? Are you still with her? No. Okay. But that's great. We be fucking though. We be oh shit. He be fucking. He be fucking. Okay. We well. Be, we be fucking. But I'm not with her. But you know, 
But you can't get enough of that crazy pussy. (laughs) It's a trap, Tony. What is it in the bedroom that she does that uh, makes it worth being in such a volatile relationship? Oh, I hate people who have sex. (laughs) (laughs) She squirts, so that shit is tight. Oh, Oh, wow. Good girl. You know? I squirt too, but that's why I wear adult diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. Uh, Jordan, you you already have one of these joke books? Yeah, I have one. Jordan, I'd love to have you on next week on The Secret Show. Wow, look at that. He just got booked on a real show, everybody. Thank you so much. And like that, we're in it. Jordan coming around for handshakes. That's not really part of what you get being pulled out of the bucket. Oh, shit. Roseanne's like, if you want a real white woman, you come over to my place. I swear to God, I'll beat the shit out of you and I'll fucking... There he goes. Jordan McDonald, he's leaving with a brand new gel blaster, everybody. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, your next comedian goes by the name of Bobby Sandbait. BJJ, maybe? I don't know. This shouldn't have been in the bucket. It's just an ad handle. I don't know if we're even going to get somebody. This seems like a half-written thing. Bobby Sandu? Okay, here he is. Bobby Sandu, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Uh... You guys can probably tell I'm not from here. I'm, a, I'm an Australian. But uh, my parents, they were Indian, you know, and uh, they had pretty high hopes for me. Like, they didn't want me to be doing this shit. They wanted me to be uh, well-educated, have a degree, have a BA, MA, but I got into MDMA. <laughs> my parents, they wanted a doctor, but they got a chemist. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very good. Nice to be in Austin, Texas. Great place. The other day I did a bit of comedy in Austin. I was uh, at one of these open mics. And this bloke, he yells out, he goes, Hey, get off stage, you Mexican pencil. <laughs> Thought it was a pretty impolite thing to say. You know, I'm a guest in this country. I should be treated well. I said, Sir, I'm not, I'm not Mexican. I'm an Australian. And he said to me, what part of Australia are you from? Pakistan. (laughs) Wow, look at that. Closing with a joke that somebody made about him. That's an interesting maneuver. Welcome, Bobby Sandu. Am I saying that correctly? You are. It's the second time I've been on. I was on in Australia once. Oh, which, uh, which episode? Brisbane? Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Ago. Sometimes I forget we sold out theaters all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. How did that appearance go for you? Back at home. It, it was very embarrassing. You said bad things about my parents. And... I did? 
Do you remember any of the things that I said about your parents? Can you remind this crowd? I don't remember anything. I told you I was Indian, and you said my parents fucked in the back of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I thought I would come up with something better than that, but this is what happens. Are you People, sure I didn't say 9-11? I get them all confused. People show it to me all the time. It haunts me. It's... Yeah. They what, you? Yeah. They host you? Sorry, I... Oh, it haunts you. Okay, I can't understand your thick Indian accent. Uh, Uh, I love it. So welcome to the show, Bobby. What have you been up... How are you in America right now? I I do jiu-jitsu, so I come here to learn jiu-jitsu. Austin has some of the best jiu-jitsu. Wow, I wouldn't have taken you as a jiu-jitsu guy. I had you for more of like a drifting type of guy, a guy that likes spinning out in sports cars until you accidentally hit somebody. You ever go drifting? No, I'm safe. I'm, I'm just dry mover, you know what I mean? I'm getting the feeling that you're much better at jiu-jitsu than I'm uh, guessing right now. Am I correct? If you come to America for jiu-jitsu, you're probably pretty good. I, I'm very committed, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> what people that it. will kill you in five seconds say. That's exactly what they say. I'm How long are you allowed to stay before? I, it's double. I used to be able to stay for 90 days at a time. Now I can stay for double. So whatever, 180? Fucking Biden. Wow, 180. Look at um, that. <laughs> I said Biden, you know. Uh, yeah. But good job. The, the set was great. It is incredible. Now, a uh, tr- big tradition. That I we- wish you'd have a couple more jokes in there by means of explaining who you are so we would get you sooner. Okay. You see? Like, um, okay, you say you're Australian, so we're like, huh? And then, then you say you're Indian, so we're like, what? Yeah. So I think you should have something to explain to us what it was like to be of Indian heritage in Australia. Get a joke about that. Like, for example... And that's going to move you to where we go, oh, I get what he's saying. And then we're like in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, you could talk about in India, being an Indian in Australia is weird because when you flush the toilet, it... We don't have toilets in India. You could say that. You see what I mean? That's a perfect Indian-Australian joke. The writer's room is always working, baby. I wish I could have hired you back in the day. I'm telling you. And fired you real quick. (laughs) What do you like? Which country do you like better? America or Australia? Or Texas? There's three countries. Yeah. Yeah. Austin's a pretty incredible place, yeah. um, but so is Australia. It's really hard to toss it. Australia's home, you know, all the nostalgia. I'll always love that place. But you like just, the people there? Yeah, they're incredible. Some of the best people in the world, for sure. What type of w- women is a guy like you into? Like, you seem like it could really be uh, anything, really. You seem like a worldly character. Be- beggars can't be choosers, you know what I mean? Oh. Hell yeah. But you would... But with your training, I would guess that you would never in a million years let a woman beat your ass all around your apartment, right? In the kitchen, in the closet, in the bathroom, in the bedroom. Has a woman ever hit you? Yeah. yeah. Really? I knew it. What kind of show is this tonight? <laughs> What's I going told on? You, all the men are getting their ass beat now. It's Everyone's a victim up. of abuse. I'm telling you, the women are beating the men's ass nowadays. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. They're nothing but dirty bitches and hoes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
Why did why did your why did your why did the girl hit you? I was a nightclub security guard. Oh. Oh. Well, that makes sense. That's so part of, of the guys, job. Yeah. A lot of guys hit you too, I bet. Yeah. Did you yeah. fuck up a lot of guys? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Every, what was that like? Was that ecstasy to fuck up a guy's fucking face it's or what? Good, it's a good Good for the ego, yeah. <laughs> Every time somebody comes on with a fanny pack, I always ask them if they have anything interesting in their fanny pack that would surprise us. I'm guessing you have a pile of sand from what I've put together inside of that thing. But I'm, I'm going to ask... Oh, that's right. He's Australian. I forgot. There's a fucking Frisbee and a donut did you or something. Think he was, did you think he was Arab or something for a minute? Well, he's, he's Indian. But he, what's the story? How did you end up in Australia? Your parents went there for... Yeah, my parents, um, my, my pop, my mother's side, he was a sailor. Uh-huh. Oh. He sailed on ships way back. And then my dad came as a legal immigrant, but he overstayed his visa. Ah. And after nine years, they couldn't chase him down, so they just said, you can be here. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> there you go. That's interesting. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right, well... <laughs> Are your parents- You're so chill. Everyone from Australia is so chill. Yeah. It's like he's like the chillest guy yeah. ever. It is incredible. I just I smoked a huge joint. Out. Oh, that's ah. okay. Ah. <laughs> there you go. I'm not so dry. Yeah. I love it. You're funny. And, um, you know, I think if you just let us know a little bit more who you are, I think you, uh, you can go far. You're funny. Bobby Sandu, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a little joke, Bug Bobby. Catch that. You got it. There he goes, Bobby Sandu. I do believe he gets a gel blaster as well. Ooh, he does. All right, let's do something special. Uh, the next comedian you're about to see came onto the scene just about a month ago, and we absolutely fell in love with him. Two weeks ago, he won the golden ticket, the highly regarded uh, award for people that, in which case, they get to do every episode of the show that they ever won from now on. This is that guy. This is that moment. Ladies and gentlemen, from Canada visiting the most recent Golden Ticket winner. This is Aaron Belial, ladies and gentlemen. You're about to see magic right now. For those of you that don't oh know, my God, this is here he comes. the future American. We're making this man become an American. You! The fucking real deal. Future, future American uh, fucking... Absolute murder. Always full of surprises. He has cerebral palsy, so he doesn't use his voice to speak. But he's fucking super consistent, super fucking cool. We love to see it. This is a brand new minute. Brand new minute from the great Aaron Belisle. Being a disabled person in a pandemic was really awkward because of my issues with muscle control. I basically choke on everything I put in my mouth. This guy can't definitely relate. Last week, I ate out and ordered soup. Soup makes me feel like a child, a child lying face down in a kiddie pool drowning in three inches of hot chicken water. 
two tables away, I notice that a woman is glaring at me. Our eyes meet, and she starts hollering at me. You have the COVID. You're gonna make me sick. You need to leave. Now. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't have the COVID. I have the palsy. It isn't contagious. Well, are you vaccinated? Yes, I am not that I need to be. My condition has social distancing built in. Unfortunately, not in your case. Don't feel bad for me. I've made my peace with being French. Suddenly some anti-vax guy sees me and says, look at you, I knew it, them vaccines so messed you up. And I like to stir the pot, so I was like, right, yeah, I was a track star before I got the vaccine. This is what I'm talking about. The future of Kill Tony, Aaron Belial, only his fifth appearance, I do believe, on this show. Uh, two appearances ago, you did so good and impressed Roseanne so much that she just fell in love, offered you a mentorship, super cool shit. This is the first time Tim Dillon is seeing you. How do you feel? What's going on? Other than your left hand, how do you feel? <laughs> Shut up, we're friends, you idiots. We really value your question. Please hold while the operator types his response. <laughs> Cold-blooded assassin. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, so... Aaron Belial. You've done it again. You, you mixed in uh, talking about your stuff, your condition, your uh, ethnicity of uh, being French, Canadian. You have it all mixed in there. Topical with the COVID stuff. Hilarious all the way through. What else? What do we not know about you, Aaron Belial, that uh, we might find interesting that we haven't talked about? In, if in... he says my girlfriend hits me. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm going to have to leave if that. Aaron, has that woman ever hit you? Oh, oh shit. I knew it. See? It's not right that women are hitting the men, is it? Not at all. Very interesting. Now, I've seen, actually, I have seen Aaron uh, out and about. Very social guy. Very fun to hang out with at bars. Easy to... My ex like to choke me. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up, man. That's, it's like a hate crime or something. <laughs> that really is. I have to give you my critique before, before I uh, lose my thought. While you are stronger and stronger every time I see it, this was strong. Five 
star material. Yep. Yep. It was hard because I can't say the safe word when she was choking me. <laughs> that is fair. That's true. You can't even say your safe word if you're having a thumb war with somebody, so it's a little bit of a tough position to be in. That is absolutely incredible. I bet you're great at thumb war, though. I bet that right thumb is a fucking, like, fucking Emmett Smith level, just bulldozer, just a fucking boom, just crushes in thumb wars, no doubt about it. I bet he gives the best thumbs up out of anybody. Tough to be a movie reviewer. Ali Makovsky thinks so. Okay. She's said that or something? Oh, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Strangely, I've never not understood something that you On said. On stage. Oh, she said thumb war? <laughs> We're really going backwards here. I think you're jumping back four episodes. You're making a callback to something that happened... Five weeks ago, I do believe, or something like that. But okay, we're just going to keep moving forward. Aaron, do you have any special maneuvers that you do in the bedroom when you're with the ladies? Is there something you fucking... Seems like you might have a trick or two up your sleeve. And I know because I can clearly see up your sleeve, so... It's a real straight shot from this angle. You are possessed of Satan. Oh, I know what that means. You're hung like a horse, is it? No, that's Red Band again. That's what he's saying. It's pretty common. I think they call it star fishing. Or like half star fishing, half this. Oh, okay. That must be a Canadian sex term. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. How much longer do you get to be in America? What are your, uh, what have we, have we found anything out from the lawyer that uh, was supposed to give you citizenship? That's a lot of questions. That lying motherfucker, he never did shit for you, did he? Oh, he's excited about this response. He just leaned into this. He said he was going to help him move to the USA. Yep, we have a. And later, you know, as lawyers do, and he says he'd do it for free, and as lawyers do, of course, he two weeks later goes, oh, sorry, can't do it. Is there any lawyers here tonight who would do good, that? Good question. Are there any Fucking lawyers in I the house tonight? I bet there ain't because lawyers are all possessed of we Satan. Have people from, <laughs> we have people from Cincinnati, from Florida. Yeah, so. you might have a Florida lawyer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare lawyer crowd here. Very few lawyers or professionals or people that have jobs in my fan base. So. I don't want to pick a fight with Harvard lawyers, but the difference between me and a Harvard lawyer is a Harvard lawyer can't fist you with both hands. That's a good. That's a good. Does point. your mother see that joke? <laughs> what do you, What do your parents think of you doing stand-up comedy? Canadians can be a little bit weird. French Canadians can be even weirder. I'm interested to know. We should what, get them citizenship. Can we do they're that? They're super supportive. No, that's what we're saying. That's what we. But you got to fill all these fucking papers. Well, out he's got to get a job. He's got to get a job. Right. So we got to get him in at H E B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
gotta work. You gotta work. It's a grocery store. Right, with benefits. It, with benefits, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. You load things on and off a truck. I think. I think. And then in I think seven or eight years, yeah. we'll try to get you out of that, and then we'll try to get you into something creative. I did hear that H E B is hiring for a very slow stalker right now. So <laughs> he can sell balloons. They could just tie a bunch of balloons to his left arm and like sit there, dollar each. Thank you, Red Band. Uh, what a great contribution. The old he can sell you balloons. You should be ashamed. <laughs> what do you think? I heard the real reason you got banned from Airbnb was because you were doing enemas in the living room. Oh, just taking it, shots. It's actually, this child. It's, this child. It's I absolutely tell. true. It's true. Can we get no? But it's literally, we Rogan can. Someone can get him citizenship. Absolutely. I, there's no doubt about it. Where we're going to relentlessly try. We just figured we yeah. would give the Harvard lawyer that was in the like, front just row. Just go right. sneak in get across him like the border. Get him like an artist visa. There's go a way to do it. Go down there to Mexico and sneak across the border. <laughs> Let's help him do that. Would you rather live in America than Canada? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get him of citizenship. Of course can he I tell would. You a story Canada really fucking sucks ass. You have to. Roseanne. They're taking people's money out of their accounts and making them take 19 jabs in the fucking eyeballs of the goddamn vaccine. <laughs> Fuck you, liberals. <laughs> Roseanne is here, everybody. It's not. It, I'm telling you what, it's nothing but a bunch of commie devil worshippers up there in fucking Canada. That's what you've got up there. Goddamn Castro's son, fucking what's his face is Castro's illegitimate fucking clone of a goddamn son. I like, I like, I like at his citizenship hearing. They're like, do you have a sponsor? He's like, yes, I do. Meet Roseanne. More and more Americans are waking up to reality and knowing I'm telling the goddamn truth. Nothing but yep. the truth. Yep. So help me, God. I'm not a lying goddamn prostitute and whore. I tell the truth. Everything's a bullshit lie, and I'll tell you what I knew it. When my kids told me to quit smoking because I was going to get sick from the COVID, so I quit smoking. Two weeks later, I had the fucking COVID. Yep. And then I read in the papers, it says cigarette smoking protects you from the fucking COVID. It's true. That's the thing. Did you see that? It's all a bullshit fucking lie to get me to quit smoking. Fuck them. Yep. God damn motherfucking right. Roseanne Barr. All right, all right, all right. Aaron has been waiting eight minutes to respond to a question. Uh, hit it! Hit it again. Here he goes. You, you're Wait. just five star. You're better, better. Becoming American. <laughs> Roseanne doesn't understand the fact that that you, when you start talking, you can't stop talking. I told you that. <laughs> I told you that you could. You, were you man enough to control me? But no. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like. I told I'm a, you once I get wound up, I can't stop, especially when I'm taking the Adderall for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm like every other man on this show. I'm afraid of being hit by a woman right now. This is incredible. Oh no! Ah! I have hit men. Let me 
Oh, I bet. Let me have a couple minutes on that. <laughs> yes, I have hit men, and it was wrong. It was so wrong of me to have no goddamn self-control with my goddamn anger issues. And I hit them, but I was not as bad as my younger sister because she was a yoga instructor and had a waist and buttocks cheeks, which I did not have. With all of us on your side, you're going to live in Canada for the rest of your life. (laughs) Quiet, I'm not done. But my younger sister actually stabbed every man she was ever with, so I never went that far. But I did slap them, and especially I almost, I did try to kill Tom Arnold. (laughs) Poor Tom. Aaron Belisle has now been waiting 11 minutes to respond. Aaron, you're good, you're good, you're good. Hold on a second, he's going to say something. Oh, shit. Oh, he's taking your microphone, too. (laughs) He's crossing the streams, everybody. Something great's about to happen here. Aaron taking... This is one of those moments that every this comedian... This better be good. <laughs> I need to put three microphones on the Bluetooth for this next one. Here he goes. Aaron Texas B- is already giving me the blind confidence of an American. It's absolutely terrifying. I got accosted by a homeless guy who started threatening to kill me. So I looked the deranged 6th Street crackhead right in the eyes, grabbed my cane like a baseball bat, and I was like, okay, buddy, let's dance. Thankfully, Ty Rivera, my gay Latino bodyguard with face tattoos, showed up and beat the guy off. Fuck yeah. Incredible. Aaron Belial. Unbelievable performance. Unbelievable interview. You bring, around, you bring out the best of everyone around you. You're a fucking icon. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. What a natural talent you are, especially only seven months in and fucking chasing this crazy American dream. Everybody loves you. You're a goddamn rock star. Aaron Belial, ladies and gentlemen. You're witnessing greatness. This is the future. This is an unstoppable force. By the way, Tony, he's on Cameo. If you want to uh, check him out on Cameo, he is doing Cameo right yeah, now. Yeah, follow guys. him on everything. It's spelled A-H-R-E-N. It's spelled French-Canadian because his parents didn't want him to have a big following when he was a baby. Aaron Belisle, B-E-L-I-S-L-E. Again, that's A-H-R-E-N. There he goes, Aaron Belisle. One more time for Aaron, everybody. And like that, back to the bucket we go. Some poor, innocent, healthy-bodied soul has to follow that act right now. And you're going to get to watch it. And he goes by the name of Drew Craigle, everybody. Drew Craigle. Are you guys having fun out there tonight, huh? Drew Craigle. We got movement. Somebody coming? Drew Craigle? Ooh, someone's scared. Is he coming? Okay, the long walk of Drew Craigle, everybody. Here he is. One more time for Drew. Uh, 
Diversity is deeply important to me. My girlfriend is Puerto Rican, and my cat is a transsexual. Uh, you can blame the vets for that one. I... Oh, shit, I whooped that fucking quick. Uh, my cat is also a racist, but I don't think that's connected to their gender identity. I've had one of these POCs over for dinner. Brave, I know. My little kitty came out just to bite my friend. Horrible. So I connected, contacted the Austin PD immediately to see if they hire cats. Thank you, Mina. Damn, Drew Craigle. The, the, that was a long walk for a set like that, huh, Drew? They we we waited a long time for those tiny little legs to kick your way all the way up here. And then you do that act. I mean, wow, that was just fucking unbelievable. You have the face of a supervillain. How are you tonight? Future Bond uh, villain Drew Craigle. Do I, I seem funny to you, James Bond? <laughs> Oh. No, you don't seem funny at all. Because of the... What? Because of the scar? No, what no, scar? no. I didn't even notice the scar until you pointed it out. I was talking about your overall demeanor and characteristics oh. overall of your even normal worse. face. But, yeah, what's the scar from? Uh, I face-planted into a bar glass. Into a bar glass? Yeah, I was working at a bar. Um, owner came up and said, like, hey, we're having a party. Eat this fistful of pills. I black out. I try and be a nice guy. Someone breaks a bar glass. I try and help. I face plan into it. Didn't work out super great for me. Wow. 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 So you're bad at two jobs. This is incredible. (laughs) How long have you been attempting stand-up comedy for? Uh, A few months now. A few months. What made you want to start this? Uh, Just really liked every, like, I liked the idea of making people laugh. This seemed like the most direct. Have you ever done it before? Uh, apparently at my own expense, but, uh... But literally, like, can you give us an example of a time that you made, that you, like, uh, in the moment you said something funny? In your your entire life. How old are you? Um, 29. 29 years of experience in the field. Can you give us one example of you making a funny? Uh, Denver Comedy Works. Okay. Uh, just talked about how, like, uh, gluten-free seemed to be exclusively a white problem. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Incredible. That bracelet you're wearing, is that one of those ones that like turns into a rope if you untie it? No, no. Okay, I was going to suggest you hang yourself, but it's not going to work. Tim Dillon, have you ever seen anything quite this uh, unbelievably... uh, Uh, I mean, listen, it wasn't the best uh, (laughs) set. Have you ever considered getting cerebral palsy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Ah... (laughs) <laughs> you look because the he looks like he's halfway there. Yeah. You gotta just commit. You have bad posture and skinny wrists. If you just bend one back and then you know, bend I don't know. It wasn't bit. great. Bend at the elbow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, you can't even do that. You can't even play cerebral palsy. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Drew, you're so incredibly unfunny tonight that I'm wondering uh, I have a conspiracy theory that people whose parents had a healthy relationship 
uh, are unfunny. Are your parents happy and still together? Uh, no. Okay. When did they divorce? Uh, when I was very young. I'm on stepdad number two. Yeah, you should be a lot funnier. This is incredible. <laughs> this is actually an. Anomaly. Might have just chose the wrong jokes. Is there a way? We can have him do one more joke because sometimes people choose the wrong jokes. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. One more. You guys are cheering for it, so I think we might as well do it. Are you going to pull out your Walmart receipt and do another joke for us? (laughs) I'll try and spitball something if that's all right. Okay, who knows? This could be the one. He's going to spitball a joke and be funny for the first time in his life on a podcast in front of 350 people. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Drew Craigle. I have a running theory that I think my dad's actually quite good in bed. Considering I have a stepmother, the deal he gave to her was quite strange. He was giving her the same options that any other man would have given her. However, he was also saying, also, here's a five-year-old child I would like you to raise. <laughs> was that it? Was that it? Uh, no. Okay, keep going. <laughs> it's a very long setup, by the right, way. Right. That's so, what Red Band was implying. So, that's nice. It's nice to think your dad can bring the thunder. Uh, here's the pickle. I am worried that my mom has given the same proposition to multiple men, considering I'm on stepdad number two. So, I think she probably brings the thunder in bed, too. How many of you think we should light Drew on fire right now? Yeah. We've been having trouble finding lighters tonight, but I think we have a special one Here's for you, Here's my chair. two cents. Ladies and gentlemen, Roseanne Barr. Um, you know, I always try to be honest and helpful because I don't, because, you know, I'm rich, famous, gorgeous, and sexy. <laughs> and I, I don't want to punch down, you know, so I'm going to just give you some eye-to-eye advice. I don't think you were ready to come up here because you didn't even know your fucking act. I think you should go and really work it really work it before you come back you know really have your one fucking minute like that's the end of the world that you can't even get one fucking minute you know what i mean it took me a year to get five minutes because i worked it and worked it and worked it and most comics are like that right so go in front of your mirror go to you know go to little places and then come back but know your material and shorten the distance between your setup and your punchline you got good thoughts Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Tim Dillon. I would just, I would just add to that and say, muscular dystrophy. <laughs> um, would, no, I'm kidding. She, everything Roseanne said is right. You have good, it's good ideas and good thoughts, but I think it's too wordy. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. And punchlineless. You know what I mean? Like it should be something in which, in which has anything funny about it whatsoever. Here's a little joke book. Can you catch? Probably not. There you go. Something went well for you in this seven and a half minutes. That goes Drew Craigle, everybody. Thanks for coming. (laughs) That scar is disgusting. I can't even read that. I don't even know what that says. Who played that? Because that was my dad's favorite song. Jovan Avzali. Am I saying that right? Jovan Avzali. 
incredible. Here he is, everybody, Jovan Avzali. Yeah, um, yeah, dude, I'm kind of tired of trying to hide it, dude. It's like I'm an incel, bro. What do you want me to say? <laughs> and I don't even know really what I'm doing wrong. I'm not that picky with women. Like, uh, like you know, you got a little fucking yeast infection. Brush it off where I'm from. You just call it a fucking athlete's pussy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, as an incel, I play a lot of chess. So I've been playing chess around the corner and... Uh, the other day I played chess with this African guy and he was like, all right, I sat down. I was like, you want white or black? And he just looked and he's like, let's keep it simple. <laughs> and he, dude, he was good. He actually, uh, he, he beat my ass. His strategy sucked, but he played really athletically, you know? <laughs> His pawns jumped really high and uh, he actually broke my bishop's ankles, dude, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, okay, all right, good timing. There you go, Jovan Zali. This is your second time on this show. Yes, I remember yeah. you. Like a thick... I remember you too, yeah. Oh, very good. Oh, that's right. I also remember that you immediately, like, respond to stuff when people are about to do jokes. I forgot about that. Okay. You're famous for stepping on punchlines. Okie dokie. There you go. Jovan, this was a much better appearance than last time for you. Am I correct? Yes, I think I thought so. Yeah. It went a lot better. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, two years. And what do you do for work again? I sell uh, like popsicles with the dirty jokes on the. That's stick. right. Uh, you make your own popsicles in a stunning yeah. turn of events. This, yeah. These are the people that make your popsicles. Guys that wear sweatpants that look like a bloated Johnny Depp, that <laughs> like Edward Sandwich hands or something like that. Or yeah. Incredible. Uh, so we know about that. What did we not talk about last time you were on the show that you think might be interesting during the interview portion of this um, show? I don't know. I, we didn't talk that much about like what it's like to be homeless a little bit. I live in like a school, a short bus. I bought it off a dude with Down syndrome, and I've been living in there for yeah, a while. I do and, believe uh, he's another one of the regulars that we have on the show. Yeah, it was back in New York, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what, it's, it's your show. What do you want to talk about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I literally just asked you a fucking beach ball blow-up question, and you respond with, I don't know, dude, what do you want to no, talk about? All right, so it, I said, what did, what did we not cover the last interview? You could literally fucking say anything. You okay. could do another joke. You could fucking tell a story. Can I you ask could... you about being an incel? Because that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. How long uh, have you been such? Um, probably ever since I started comedy, I've been pretty uh, good at not having sex, yeah. Has that helped you with uh, your comedy at all? I can't tell. Is that a thing where you guys experience? Like, if you like have sex, it makes you less, like, more like good at comedy or worse at comedy. I don't know if that's a thing. It could work either way, actually. I think. Yeah. Okay. Do you I masturbate think- a lot? Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, masturbation kind of runs in my family. So yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> See that? <laughs> What's it like living in a in a bus? It's not the, it's not horrible, but it's not great. Like uh, shitting is kind of kind of like sometimes I'll like wake up in the middle of the night, I got to shit. I went to the emergency room the other day just to go to the bathroom because everyone else is hilarious. <laughs> well, that's yeah. hilarious. That's, that, that's if you succeed, one. that's going to be a great story. Yeah, to tell that you had to shit in the emergency room. You're just sitting there with Jimmy Kimmel. He's like, so tell us. Like, well, <laughs> well, Jimmy, I used to shit in the emergency room while gunshot wound victims were getting stitched up 
I was shitting Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I would talk about it more, but it's your show. What do you want to talk about, Jimmy? <laughs> Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Now, I've noticed both times you've been on, you've decided to go with sweatpants with pockets absolutely jam-packed with a ton of shit. It's incredible. Is this like a patented look of yours? Is this what you're going for? I always feel like a little sketchy wearing a backpack, so I just, you know, get what I need in my pockets and then, you know. Yeah, don't wear a backpack, please. It's a very bad idea. Not a good idea. Is incredible. What do you think, like, is it so much cheaper to live in the bus versus, like, just getting uh, a, a shitty apartment with, like, a couple of roommates? Um, it, I, it, I thought I didn't have to pay rent. I forgot all about gas and shit, but it's not horrible. Yeah, it's like $200 a month to keep it running. And That's good. But wouldn't a room be like seven? Yeah, yeah. But I don't like... My popsicles don't sell that great, to be honest. So. What are the popsicles? Why are you making popsicles? <laughs> yeah. Right. What what happened with that? Well, all right. I want to know what they're like. I love popsicles. I mean, kind of Roseanne, I'm not gonna let you I try really one of his popsicles. With, like, service and shit, so, yeah. I'm not gonna be the one. Oh, did you hear what happened to Roseanne? Oh, she ate a bad popsicle. <laughs> I'll let you drink. I'll let you smoke, but you ain't having one of this motherfucker's popsicles. <laughs> So no, you just I started make popsicles making popsicles too. Yeah, just you make, make them different flavors like yeah. coconut. What's no, your best one? Pink. Yeah. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> pink. <laughs> wow. What what flavor is that? I uh okay, I don't really want to give away my secrets, but I respect you guys, so I'll do I'm it. I'm gonna tell you right now, you are really safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you think we're away those secrets, if nobody think... in this room is gonna start <laughs> making popsicles. From the retarded kid bus yeah. they live in. Yeah. <laughs> That's no one's life plan right now. All right, well, okay, so I used to try The to kid with cerebral palsy is like, thank God I'm not the guy that's on stage right now. Um, you know those little, like, fun pops, like the tubes? I just cut yeah. those and I pour them in, so I don't really... I used to make them, like, real fancy, make, like, these Indian mango kulfi, like, creamy popsicles, but... Stop. And where do you sell them? Where where are you? Pa- like where do you? Uh, out of the, your short bus, is that correct? No, I I don't sell them out of the short. I make them in there, or I'll make them at a friend's house or some shit, and then um, and then I'll like, yeah, package them up, and then I have like a little sealer. Dude, this is all the shit in Austin where when it's like organic, them? locally grown. It's all made in a bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but where do you sell them? I usually go to like the college because sometimes there's like hot college girls that'll like you know pretend they want to blow you for a popsicle. It's a oh my god, that is you are frightening, How dude. Much? Sorry, sorry. I didn't How much do they cost? Two dollars yeah. per popsicle. Yeah. When See, you talk to your parents and they say what's going on, do you tell them? <laughs> They honestly thought it was a good idea, but I don't think they really thought about the logistics of like, like, yeah. They thought it was a good idea. They're like, oh, that yeah. sounds like creative, I guess. But well, there goes Jovan leaving right. in a short bus for Austin, Texas. Uh, he's he's got two pairs of sweatpants and a popsicle making machine. You said something really interesting. No, that was my. I'm not oh, getting rid of you. That was yeah. my impression of your parents. I got you, uh, Jovan. <laughs> You said something really interesting, that you buy other popsicles, melt them, and pour them into your popsicle machine. Did I catch that correctly? Did you say that at one point? Please tell me. Because I have a hearing problem, and it's one of those moments 
where I'm really hoping that like the monitors aren't pointed the right way and I couldn't have possibly have heard you say that with the $200 that you need to make a month, selling popsicles at $2 a pop, that your business model consists of you buying other popsicles from other places. Your, uh, your deductive reasoning is very good, Tony. I'm wow. Impressed. Yeah. So let's talk about this, because this is one of... I'm, no, I'm here with one, two uh, of the most successful comedians yeah. on planet Earth, and I want to know, how much per... How much Because you, you have to buy better popsicles to make your fucking popsicles. So now i got to know, what is your margin? I've learned this business model term recently from my brilliant friend Kyle. I want to know, what is your margin of profit? <laughs> um, they cost me like 17 cents each, and then like with the sticks and the packaging, and I sell them for $2. So if I could get my numbers up, yeah, I'd be doing all right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about per fucking popsicle. You, you sell it for $2. You sell it for 2 But how much are you really making? Have you done the math oh. on the packaging and the other popsicles that you have to buy to make your well, best I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do a wild guess here. There's not like graphs and charts in the bus yeah. with like marketing budgets. And this business model yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Retarded Shark Tank, everybody. Yeah. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the Shark Tank music. Red Band's on the money right now. Wow. All right. Um, okay. So then, maybe this is a good chance for like advi- like advice. Um, what like what would you do when you were a young comedian? You didn't really like having. Would you get a job or would you just I don't know. I got Dude, a job in in the comedy world, and okay. I started writing jokes and offering them to people that were more famous and had the money to oh, buy jokes. Okay. I tried to stay in the field of comedy. At no point when I was starting my career was I like maybe popsicles is the fucking thing. <laughs> I could just sling popsicles. Dude, I put dirty jokes on the stick, so it's a little comedy. I get. Yeah, oh, that's but, cool. But original. It, it feels like your life is so much harder Let, than let's just. Let's hear one of the dirty jokes he puts yeah. on All the right. stick. Well, they're like popsicle jokes, so don't judge me if they're not like the most original or creative. But it's like, um, whatever you do, jokes. it's gonna be better than the he last guys. It goes well. One of my favorites is like, why did the tomcat go to prison? Why? Because he got caught watching kitty porn. Yeah. yeah. That listen. Listen. Okay, okay, okay. That's a fine it's, it's a, a good joke. it's a fine joke. It's not worth being homeless. <laughs> like there's no Dude, just get a get a job as a, a bar back, a waiter, get a couple of roommates that are maybe comedians or whatever, live in like a shitty apartment. Mm-hmm. I feel like your life would get so much easier. The yeah, jokes, yeah, the jokes maybe. on the popsicle. I want to give him my advice. Uh, Roseanne Barr, you know, ladies. because and I'm giving you advice as a mom. Okay. Our grandma, you know, because that's how I see you. You know, I love you. Okay, thank you. And you remind me of my grandson. That's sweet. How old are you? I'm 21. That's what my grandson is too. You look, you look very much like him. And uh, so I'm gonna tell you, like I told my grandson, your mother has been a bitch since the day she was born. Oh no! Wait, I forgot. Not that. No, I'm sorry. Not that. Not that. Oh, not that. I forgot about that. I said, I've known her all her goddamn life, and she's never been nothing but a dirty bitch, so don't you take her shit. You come and live with me. But anyway, here's what I'm giving. 
but this is a whole different situation. <laughs> You're <laughs> no, not I'm living not with done. Roseanne. Yeah. I'm not done, because I'm going to tell you the truth. You're funny, you think funny, and you're, you've got all the elements that you need to put it together. I think you need some more thought in putting it together. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like... like uh, focus. Like, okay. yeah. You need more focus, because there's a lot of funny in there, and you need to... Here's how it goes. Mm. Premise, punchline. No popsicle. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I actually yep. I agree with you a lot with like the focus. I I've been trying to get like like. Uh, Are like, you Jewish? No, I like my grandma was so I think maybe. I don't know if you heard his popsicle business model. This motherfucker is not That's Jewish. He's making 17 cents on the popsicle, Roseanne. I tell you, I knew it. (laughs) A lot of people don't understand that the Jews have a lot of issues with focus, PTSD, and a lot of this kind of shit. Plus mental illness, ADHD, and obsessive compulsive disorder. And the Holocaust didn't help at all either. Well, I didn't help. It but must that, have sucked to have ADHD in the Holocaust. I'm thinking, like, that's a good premise. That's a great there you go. premise. Right, you see well, what I no, mean? I agree. Now been... get a punchline for it, okay. bitch. Yeah. 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 You've got great premises. Yeah, your show was good. Being an yeah, incel is the greatest premise of this century. <laughs> I've never heard. Hey, has a woman ever beat your ass? <laughs> No, 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 not yet. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. 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 Everybody who's been batter has been kind of killing. Javon, you got a small joke book last time, huh? I got got a big one. Oh, okay, perfect. Then you're all good. What, are you going to try to sell this like a fucking popsicle? Thank you, guys. Have a good one. There he goes. Javon Afzali, everybody. (laughs) Let me see if he responded. I, I was so confused. Didn't he buy a 12-cent popsicle oh, and then sell it for $2? Thank he made a you. lot of money, right? This one was yours, too, though. You can have both of them. Yes. <laughs> Back to the bucket we go. You guys still having fun out there? How many of you like it when comedians do good on this show? How many of you like it when comedians do bad on this show? Oh, Oh, you guys are ruthless tonight. Sebastian Bartholomew. That's a new name. I'm excited about this. That's a good, powerful name. Sebastian Bartholomew. It's a long walk from obscurity here tonight. Here comes Sebastian Bartholomew. Make some noise for him. Good night, everybody. How are we doing tonight? I'd like to thank you all for being here tonight. You guys are making dreams come true. I think you guys are more selfless than we are. We're very selfish people. I mean, you're here supporting a dream, and you're okay just sitting down and listening. There's not too many people who listen. You know who doesn't listen? Tim. This motherfucker. He's a rager. Uh, you know, a roaster. And tonight, I want to roast him. He's one of my comic heroes. Uh-oh. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> not literally. We all know you like to fuck men. Yeah, and that's honest. This entire medium is very honest. <laughs> very honest. You know, I want to be honest tonight. Rosalind, I, I've never seen you before. <laughs> but you're a romantic. Huh? You're a romantic. Thank you. 
I am too. I wear two watches. I'm a cowboy. I shoot from the hip. So does Angela. I met her. She's going to be good. I hope she goes up tonight. I met Derek. <laughs> wow, Sebastian. In a stunning had, turn of we events. Had, I had such high hopes because yeah. he, he had the tie. Yeah. And Roseanne goes, he's dressed for it. Yep, he's and got the name. He's fought. got the look. He's got two we watches, fought. yet he did not make time to write a yeah. single joke. <laughs> he didn't write any jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no jokes. No jokes at my all. Name. My name is Sebastian Bartolomeo. Uh, it's Italian. I know you want to hear stories, Rosalind, so let me tell you a story. Sebastian, your time is up. I don't know if you know the format of the show that you're on, but now you're fucked, buddy. It's in our hands now. So how long have you been doing stand-up, Sebastian? Yesterday was my first night at Creek in the Cave. I love it. Okay. Do you live here in Austin? I just recently moved. Where'd you move from? I moved from... I'm from both valleys. I'm from Los Angeles. And I'm from South Texas, 956. Remember that number. Wow. 956. Remember that number. What is that, the airline you're going to fly into a building or something? <laughs> what ethnicity are you, Sebastian? I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, well, my mother's from Monterrey. Is anyone from, from Monterrey? Where? Wait, from where? Sebastian, stop trying to do fucking crowd work right now. You bombed. You ate it. You failed. That's how you're, you're going to think about it when you wake up in the morning. I work tomorrow. So, so your mother is from where? Answer the questions cleanly and concisely. Monterrey, Mexico. Okay, there you go. Oh. Mexico is the answer we were looking for. How about your father? Los Angeles. Okay, so Mexico. Very good. All right. <laughs> so you're Mexican, but you want to be Italian. My great-grandfather was Italian. <laughs> that's a, so that's a yes. All right. What do you do for a living, Sebastian? Uh, a couple people know. I'm a marketing development representative. Oh, God, you're possessed of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Another this is one. like if Sebastian Maniscalco developed a crack addiction for yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. This is incredible. Sebastian, tell us a, uh, a redeeming quality about you. What's something likable? Look out in the audience instead of looking out at us with a fucking death stare of a future serial killer. And tell us straight across, Sebastian, right there. Yes, like that. Welcome to showbiz. Tell I'm, us something that will make us like you. I'm very genuine. <laughs> That's usually the response. Do, are you good at anything? Do you have any special skills or talents? I'm a storyteller. I bet you are. It already seems like it. Unfortunately, you have no stories in less than a minute. Uh, okay, Sebastian, you, you're, you're giving us nothing to work with here. What's shoved in your front pocket there of your jacket? I made, I made this while I was waiting. Uh, it's uh, my business cards. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, What's it? Sebastian Bartolomeo. Sebastian, I'm gonna Bartolomeo. I bet. Sebastian, I'm gonna I'm gonna break my rule tonight. I love breaking rules. You thought it was gonna be easy, didn't you, bitch? <laughs> I did. I did. I bought a Lexus today. What? I know you like Lexus, Tim. Lexus, well, Sebastian. Well, it ain't easy. It ain't easy at all because you got to have material, which you don't have. And you have to have timing, which you ain't got. <laughs> and you got to have something besides swagger. Yep. Yep. So go back to the drawing board and uh, try again. Don't give up. Keep trying. <laughs> 
Go back and start again, baby. Killer advice. You can't. Doesn't get any better than that. There he goes, Sebastian Bartolomeo. Sebastian, Sebastian. Here's a little joke bug. Oh shit! Tonight is not his night, folks. It is incredible. Nothing worse than when they drop the joke book. Somehow it's That's cool. the first Somehow time it's... I've ever said that kind of nasty. Yeah, shit. well, that wasn't nasty. I don't think. I think that was uh, on the money. He right. seems mentally, you know. Well, well, he's got a lot of swagger because yeah. he works in PR, and yeah. PR ain't nothing but bullshit. <laughs> Well, this Am is I a right? tricky one. Remember when Bill Hicks used to say, if you're in PR or marketing, you need to go kill yourself right away? Please take your life, your own life, and save the human race <laughs> from yourselves. Remember Bill Hicks said that? And he goes, I know you're going, oh, he's a funny, funny guy. But no, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. If you're in PR or marketing, please take your own life and remove your... <laughs> Remove yourself from this planet. I pulled another name out of the bucket. Make some noise for Salvador de Santos, everybody. Salvador de Santos. He's coming. Here comes Salvador de Santos. Yes, Salvador. Fuck yeah. Here we go, man. Uh, Fucking hated middle school. Anybody here got bullied in middle school? Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, I knew what the fuck to do. This is what I did. They used to come up to me and they go, I'm going to fuck you up. All I would do, chest up, chin up, look at him right in the eyes, and I would go, mm, what else are you going to do to me? <laughs> and then they didn't do shit. <laughs> they would get really angry. Then they would question their sexuality and just walk away. Uh... The quarterback on the football team did call my bluff. He comes up to me and he goes, I've heard about you. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I'm going to fuck you up. And I was like, what else are you going to do to me? And he goes, whatever you want. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> so I fucked him. I had... Don't fucking judge me, all right? It's not gay if it's for survival, you know what I mean? I learned in middle school that if I ever go to prison, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Salvador de Santos. Look at that. A real set. A real minute of stand-up comedy. Well-performed, well-executed. Salvador. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. How long you been doing stand-up? Uh, seven years. Seven years. I love it. I've been watching you since you were the catcher on the movie The Sandlot. <laughs> very, very good. Seven years in the game. Where you been doing it? Uh, I did it in L.A. for four years, uh, and then I moved to Dallas for a couple of years, and I've been here for two months trying to get some jobs. Hell yeah. yeah well, man. you're right in the right place. This is it. This is where Thank to get you. seen. I love it. So two months here in Austin. What do you love about Austin? Um, well, I grew, I, when I moved from Mexico City, I moved to San Antonio, and uh, yeah, that's, all my family's here. All my yeah, <laughs> exactly. I believe you're related to the last guy, even though he thinks he's Italian. So. Uh, in, in, no, 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 no. In Mexico, we call him a pendejo. That's right. I know. I know. I know. Many, 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 many Mexicans have called me that word. I know exactly what that means. I'm not. Um. I love it. Salvador. Yeah. Seven years as a stand-up comedian. Mm. 
two months here in Austin. What's your living situation here? Um, so I, I got my own apartment. I Right now I'm working at Kirby Lane in the mornings. So it's a breakfast place yep. uh, just so I can stand up at night. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You should come see me and tip me well because... <laughs> Please, uh, I need to make a living. <laughs> yeah, so you're a waiter there. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're making a living. You have your own place. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing in your refrigerator? <sighs> Goddamn. Think, uh, think about it. I'm, I'm kind of broke, brother. Like, I, I, I want to I tell you something cool. Like, it, dude, I... So describe it. Is it mostly empty? It's mostly empty. So uh, what is inside of it? It's, there's Coke Zero. <laughs> uh, yes, the fat man's Coke. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes, Red Band's a big fan. You guys think that that's, like, healthy for you or something. Oh, yeah, it's like, like water. It's got zero calories. It can't possibly be a chemical that keeps you fat in it. There's a, there's a, big, dude, there's a big fucking joke in Mexico. It's like, I'll take 15 tacos, four tortas, two hamburgers, and a Diet Coke. I'm trying to wash my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I have it because uh, usually I, after a long day, I drink tequila with Coke Zero. It's a weird thing. That's, but that's a what weird combo, dude. And not in yeah. Mexico. It's called a charro negro. It's, uh... <laughs> Incredible. Ah, because I'm Mexican. Yes. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. You know what that song is? I'll give you $5 if you can tell me what that song is called. Mexican Hat Dance. No, the, or the actual name. Well, that's the white way we say yeah, it. I, I know. That's, and I am in your country. Nobody better shut the fuck up. You're right. It's on Spotify. It's Mexican <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hat dance. No, no, yeah. no. You're right. It's uh, El Jarabe Tapatio. Oh, wow. I just oh, saw yeah. Michael Gonzalez get hard as a rock over there. That was weird. <laughs> I guess we found out. There he is, stroking the wood. Salvador DeSantos. So tell us more about your life. You're so you're so good at this interview portion. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so I want to know more about you. Can you tell us some more about the great Salvador DeSantos? Um, yeah. So uh, I was born and raised in Mexico City. Moved here when I was 11 years old. Uh, I here's my biggest, the only regret I have in life. I got my BFA in acting in a school that don't like doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so that's why I'm doing what I do now. At a school that what? That doesn't exist anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I did a bunch of theater when I was a kid and everything, and then I always wanted to be an actor. And then, uh, funny enough, I wanted to, to study film. That was, like, my biggest thing. It's like, I want to do film. And my mom was like, no, I think you missed the stage. So I had So a, you really are gay. <laughs> you know, don't tell anybody, please. Uh, that's so what you're, I so you're really I good at stand-up. Really, you're, killer, you're a killer at stand-up. So. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. I thought it was really Thank brave you. of you to come out as homosexual on stage. <laughs> it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a little bit in everybody. You know what I mean? He was the best. It's him and the guy with cerebral palsy I mean, are the two. There's yeah, jail it. gay, uh-huh. and then there's out It's not gay, gay, but for survival, like I said. Right. You know what I mean? I thought that was very brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Salvador yeah. DeSantos, what's your love life like? Um, I'm dating. Uh, uh, I'm dating. Uh, oh man, so she's 23. I'm 31. It's 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 a little. Yeah, I look. Fuck you. Right? It's good. It's good. I mean, uh, what are the negatives? What are the positives? Uh, she's 23. You know, it's like a different. Can you life. describe why yeah, yeah. 23? Um, well, um, so she's. Um, I think we're discovering that she's autistic. Uh, <laughs> her words, not mine. Say it again. She's autistic, I oh, think. Okay. Well, she's just realizing it. It just came later in life. And so she's very emotional sometimes. Uh, and so, but she's, she's actually amazing. She's extremely intelligent. Uh, she's, uh, 
Uh, so she's watching this, and I'm gonna get in so much trouble, Tony. Give Has us, she gi- ever beat your ass? <laughs> no, actually. Uh, here in the Mexican household, that's just a regular mother. You know, it's just love. Right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna come up. Oh, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Thank right. You. <laughs> right. 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 Mm. So in the bedroom, what's it like being 31 with a 21, 23-year-old? Tight. Uh, wow. She's, I mean, she's phenomenal. She's great. She's, she, she always, she's always down. She's amazing. She's, it's always going. There's no, like, I'm tired. You know, it's, she's great. She, Does she try to eat off all your plate? They'll, like, always take bites off your food? Look at me. No. <laughs> no. Right. No, no, no. I'm doing the eating. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Salvador, very, very, very good performance. Thanks for coming up here. This is my second time here, by the way, doing it. Oh, really? I did it at the comedy store, like, in 2018. How did that go for you? Was that... You know, not as good as this time. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Well, that's one of the cool things. When people come back, you get to see them get better. Salvador DeSantos, thank you for swinging by. He was on at the comedy store four years ago. You guys ready to fucking put a ribbon on this thing or what, huh? Or you think we should go to the bucket one more time? Let's do one quick one, and then we're going to fucking... Oh, we haven't had a female. Good point, Red Band. There's been no females yet tonight, so I will keep picking until I find one. I got one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mallory Raquel, everybody. Mallory Raquel. Let's see what happens here. Here she is, everybody. Make some noise for your first female comedian of the night, Mallory Raquel. Thank you, thank you, Vulcan. Wow, what an honor and privilege it is to be for you all tonight. So I am Mallory Raquel. I am a bartender slash comedian slash cannabis addict that moved here from Denver, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In between Denver and Austin, I've tended bar for so many white men that I've definitely met a serial killer by now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm at work, there are men that I make eye contact with on the other side of the bar, and I'm like, my God, I really hope they don't know which car is my car in the parking lot. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, ladies? <laughs> I just worked a 10-hour shift. I'm not trying to fight for my life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Being that I'm in the service industry, I don't have insurance, but I do have autoimmune diseases. So (laughs) that's been a treat. I was diagnosed with celiacs and Graves disease last fall, and I am doing better since I swore off gluten, but I do have some symptoms to deal with. My favorite symptom is weight loss. Last week, my friend said, hey, Mal, you're looking thin. And I was like, oh, thank you, Courtney. I'm really sick, (laughs) really, really sick. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Mallory Raquel. Welcome, Mallory. How long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Uh, two years. Two years. Two years. Yes, okay. Sir. All of that here in Austin? Yes. I did do it a little bit in Denver, and um, then COVID happened, and we moved down here. So. Who's we? Me and my husband. Okay. How long have you been married? Oh, nine years. Nine years. What does he do for a living? He is a prep cook. A prep rest. cook? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're a waitress? I'm a bartender. Bartender. Yes. That's right. And he's a prep cook. Do you guys work at the same place? We do. Actually. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. 
some nasty shit going on in that kitchen, huh? You know. <laughs> now how we and according to your autoimmune disease, there's nasty shit going on in the bathrooms, too, <laughs> I guess. Uh, celiac disease is no joke. That's basically a full-time shitting disease. Is I correct? I mean, it is if you eat gluten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Can you give us an example of uh, how you have uh, weaned yourself off of gluten? Um, I mean, it's not the most convenient thing in American food culture not to eat gluten. And I do feel like an asshole. Of course, I have jokes about it. Um, but you know, just... Do you feel like a shitty asshole? <laughs> I fucking did, dude. Right. Actually, um, I worked It's a celiac at... joke. <laughs> Roseanne just gave me the look of disappointment no, that I my mean... mom never gave me as a kid. Who doesn't love just a good poop fucking... joke? I, don't, I didn't even know what that felt like until right then. Poop humor, poop humor always plays. Um, but yeah, no, I've... Um, <laughs> Red Band. Come Thank on. Thank you, Red Band. Thank you. I'm giving Red Band the same look Roseanne just gave me. Don't touch me. Well, you know, just fucking <laughs> eat meat and vegetables and, like, you'll be healthier. <laughs> okay. It's, Mallory, you've been married for nine years. How do you keep things exciting in the bedroom? Ooh, it's a good question. You know, I actually have um, a butt plug that I'm afraid to use, but I feel like that's on the horizon. Fred Band. <laughs> Put the fart, get the fart board out of there. You're allowed one fart per episode. It's always been that way. You know that. God damn it. You know. So you have a butt plug that you're afraid to use? Yeah, just a little like, oh, it, it hurts. But, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Spice it up. We met when we were pretty young, so now that we're like... I'm 31. So we're getting to that time where maybe we need to change it up. Gonna but. spice it up. Spicing yeah. it up is hard to do when you have celiac disease. It's You're a right. risky, very, very risky. Man's thing. not wrong. Man's not wrong. Okay. Very, very interesting. So two years you started in Denver. Oh, what's the Austin scene like for you compared to Denver? Honestly, it's been great. I mean, it is kind of saturated, but I mean, you all know that. Um, just meeting people, making friends, and taking the opportunities when they come my way. I've done a lot of shows around town and also in places that you've never heard of, I'm sure, in Texas. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. You know, another female stand-up comedian that started in Denver, one of the greatest of all time, Roseanne Barr is sitting right here. Oh, oh really? Roseanne, talk into that microphone. Give her some... Sorry. Yeah, I started the Comedy Works also. Amazing. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Well, that was I like a million place. years ago, though. Oh, It was gosh. in the in the 80s. Like I first time went, is a construct. Huh? I said yeah. time is a construct. That's true. I went on stage there in 1980 the first time. Fucking hell. And, wow. Um, well, I was going to say, I think you're funny and you have funny ideas and some funny jokes. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I think you need um, work on your construction of the joke. Okay. But um, you have a, a lot of uh, good premises. And you they're deliver, original. you're like comfortable on stage. Thank you. Yeah, yeah she I is. I really appreciate that. No yeah. doubt, Thank stage so presence is the, uh, the thing that stood out indeed for you, Mallory. Uh, congratulations on getting pulled out of the bucket. Thank Can you. you catch a little joke book? Ready? There you go. Mallory Raquel, everybody. All right, this is it. It's that time. We have one final regular. One final comedian. The man who has done more sets than any other human in the history of the show. A new minute every single week for about fucking half a decade now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Big Red Machine, the Memphis Strangler, the Vanilla Gorilla, the one, the only, William Montgomery, everybody.
First and foremost, Roseanne, I have to be honest, I also tried to kill Tom Arnold at one point. (laughs) The WCW called and they want me to become a professional wrestler. My finishing move is called the crop duster and I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say, can you smell what the big red machine is fucking cooking? Y'all know I be farting! (laughs) (laughs) Horses in rural South have almost no access to abortion services, particularly black and brown ones. Love how they add that word. Just say abortion. I mean, what other services do they offer? Can I get my fucking pussy detailed while I'm here? For once, I want to see an action movie where the hero is a fat black woman and she battles her arch nemesis. No good men worth a damn. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, I brought a fortune cookie. Let me just see what this fortune cookie says. Wow, the crowd goes wild. The CDC has come out with a study that says it's good for your health to ejaculate at least 26 times a month. That must make Red Band one of the most healthy people in the world. (laughs) Yeah, he constantly is jacking off. He's nasty. Okay, that's my time. William Montgomery with a new minute, 55 fucking seconds. What a thunderstorm. As always, you can always count on him. Full mind, full body, absolutely thunder and lightning. How do you feel, William? I'm doing so much better than I was last week. I literally hadn't slept all of Sunday, and then I took some mushrooms before the set, and it was a horrible horrible hellscape i was there. i cried some when i got back to my apartment it literally was a nightmare but tony i've actually gotten the call i'm going to be working at the fairs for this coming fair season i've been guessing people's ages i've gotten really good at guessing Ooh, ages this is something i want to see uh do you just do you just point at people and guess their age or is this a thing yeah here let's you are uh 32 32 years old and now yeah 32 you piece of shit he responded 32 he responded with a middle finger and a, a hard head shake no how old are you sir 31. Whoa. 31. Pretty close. Who else? Who else? Okay. Oh, how about this Asian guy? Asian guys are tough. Man, you got to be 32. How old are you? You're 32, right? Oh, he's guessing. He's 32. Wow. He's saying no with his hands and his face. Okay. How old are you, dumbass? 34? 34. Still, oh. still a pretty good guess. Okay. Who else? How, about the, how about the cool black guy over there? Right there. Black guys. Uh, black don't crack, they say. If you say 32. You're 35. Uh oh! How old are you? Thirty. He's thirty-two. Everybody. <laughs> God. 
One of the angriest age guessers yeah. I've ever seen in my life. How One of the fucking fair people is here tonight. I shouldn't have fucking done this. How about some, <laughs> you're, you're showcasing your fair talent? How about somebody up in the balcony tonight? Okay, the young lady there, you must be, you're 33. How old are you? 30. 33. Cool. <laughs> Holy this is shit. This is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I shouldn't have invited the fair manager guy here. This is, I've gotten some right, but. How about, let's try somebody a little bit older. I see this guy out at every show right there down the middle, right down the pipeline there. How about that guy? 56. 56, what is your actual age? 59. Wow. This is incredible. Now, is this something you think you're going to be doing for the rest of your life? Pretty much. I think so. I think I'm going to go join this fair. I think I'm actually going to contact the, uh, the guy who makes the popsicles out of the <laughs> melted other popsicles. That's genius. I was just thinking, that dude's a fucking genius. When he was up here with those sweatpants, holy shit. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty wild. So this is something that you think you're going to do forever. You're never going to... Yeah. Ever, you're, you're just always going to do it? Yeah, God willing, and the creek don't rise, I'm going to be doing it for the rest of my life. I'm probably never going to fucking stop guessing people's ages. I swear to God, nobody on this earth is going to tell me to stop guessing these ages. Because <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Tony, I'm actually still sick. Is there literally a doctor here? I swear to God, I'm still sick. There's, there's not. We a... need to find a doctor here. I need some sort of antibiotics or something. Tony. Is there a doctor in the house, Asian guy? Are you a doctor? What's going on here? You are? Okay. He's mad at you for guessing the wrong age, so I don't know if I would take what he's given. This guy looks like he's got his degree at a lab in Wuhan over here. <laughs> yeah. so might be a little bit tricky. He, he, he actually called me today and said that all his snot is like coming out of his nose and it's green and yellow. Oh, great. That's great. Thank you, Red Band. Yeah, uh, why would you bring up our personal conversations, you fucking idiot? Seriously, Red Band, don't be fucking bringing up our personal conversations on this fucking thing, you dumbass. I'm sick as shit right now, you idiot. I fucking spit in your drink earlier, Red Band, so you're probably going to be... Let me ask you something. When you give Red Band advice like that, do you think he's going to take it? Do you think he's ever going to stop messing with you? I don't know if I don't know if Red Band's going to stop. He's going to he is going to stop if he's 6 feet under if he keeps taking the testosterone and not moving around. Red Band, you could die soon, man. You look as fucking nasty as ever. <laughs> oh my god. I'm kidding. Wow. Just being mean for no reason whatsoever. Do you know, uh, can you guess Red Band's age? This is a real interesting moment. 46. Wow, look at that. That's pretty good. 48. 48. You're basically two oh, off man. with everybody. You're like two or three off with everyone. But at the carnival, it's usually two, uh, two pounds you, 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 you win. But at the so. carnival, it's normally two pounds. Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Seriously, it's normally two pounds at the carnival. What are you even... <laughs> 
Tim Dillon, you've seen William Montgomery probably as much as any guest in the yeah. show's history. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He's a force. Yep. Uh, I like the idea of the carnival aspect, the fair aspect, I think could be amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really excited. I've been looking yeah. at RVs that I think, yeah, yeah going to move into an RV and just follow the fairs around. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be amazing, you chasing gypsies from town to town. Just going to be guessing gypsies' ages the whole time, <laughs> just in my RV. Yeah, Use I'm excited. Use a 65. Yeah, you must be 65. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roseanne Barr, you saw William for your first time two weeks ago. Yeah. You're seeing him again. Well, you're fearless. You're great. I love you. Well, it's so nice to see you again, Roseanne. And... Um, what was fucking funny about that? You fucking dumbass table right there. Yeah, they did. Those they... fucking idiots yeah. at that table. They tried y'all to... creep me out when I fucking walked up here. I saw y'all. Fuck. I was wondering, William, yeah. I was wondering if you've ever been a street performer. Because <laughs> you have that element to you, you know? A, a street performer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like on Venice Beach or something where you just... Where you just Wait, what gone, do you mean a street performer? You know, where you've just drawn... A, you've just pulled up a soapbox and stood on it and drawn a crowd. I'm still a little confused. Throw, what do you mean a street performer? You know, where people throw quarters in a box. I've never done that shit! And I never will! <laughs> But I mean, circuit, that's kind of like... I'm better than that! But I mean, like, circus thing, you could draw a crowd. Like, if you went down to Venice Beach, you could walk out of there with 5K a day. I'm not gonna fucking be brushing shoulders with those nasties fucking street, but you couldn't catch me dead doing that, Roseanne. There's no way. Those I nasty people. No, I bet you have done that, bitch. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, I did! <laughs> it takes one to know one. <laughs> what an eclipse watching Roseanne, Tim Dillon, and William Montgomery on the same stage at the same time. What a special treat. That's the Big Red Machine. William Montgomery's killing it on Cameo. Watch Roseanne's new special on the Fox app. Yeah! Get it. Of course, you know and you love Tim Dillon. How about one more time for our guest, Roseanne Barr, Tim Dillon. Beast. One more time for the best damn band in the land, Michael Gonzalez, John Dees, D Madness, Matt Muling, and Paul Deemer. Thank you to the Red Rose, Yellow Rose, D Betty Vodka, Austin Security Guard Service, and Gel Blaster. The drawing from Ryan J. Ebelt is in, and it is unfucking believable It is indeed Roseanne Barr and Tim Dillon, there they are. Look at that, that's you and Tim Dillon up there. How cool is that? And those are all available at RyanJBelt.com. Thank you to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Uh, and thank you to Vulcan Gas Company. This is our final show here. We'll see Love you, next you Vulcan. Week. Live from the Comedy Mothership, half a block away. Thank you all. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye.